All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up and receive a $50 welcome bonus using the promo code CASINO50. Uh, the Admiral, Rear Admiral from uh, Spinning Chicklets uh, joins us now. R.A., how you doing? Good. What's going on, folks? How we been? Hey, I'm good. Now, you've seen a pretty lot of good goal attending performances the last few years in Boston, of course. Uh, they've been pretty good. But I don't know how much you watched Vasilevsky last night, but my God, that was one of the greatest goalie performances I've seen in a long time. Oh, spectacular. I, I did have it on. Uh, I mean, I, I think at the beginning of the year, everyone said Tampa just has to kind of tread water. Uh, don't fall too far out of the playoff position, positioning, which they didn't. Uh, and they get the best goal in the world back. And I, I don't think there's any dispute about about who that is right now. I mean, maybe not right this second uh, up to the minute, but over the last few years, there's nobody better than Bassia. And we saw exactly why last night. Uh, and it was a great scene a couple of weeks ago. And when, when he tried, uh, what's his name? Coop tried to get out of the game and he waved him off. Uh, that was just a, Something you don't see every day. He's just an ultimate competitor. Uh, he basically had his training camp the first couple of weeks of the of his return, and, and yeah, uh, no surprise anytime Bassie does something like that. It's a joy to watch, especially as a huge goalie fan. Yeah, it's uh, it was him like his legs down low was, and his ability to go side to side is just. I don't see any goalie that comes close to it really when he's on his game. Like he, I know he gave up four goals, but that might be the greatest four goals against performance I've ever seen, especially in the second period. Like he's just so athletic down low, and you know it's only his ninth game of the season. You know, he's been a little bit of rust, but man, if he gets going like that, there's a reason why Tampa Bay come playoff time, you got to have him as a contender just because of him. Yeah, I mean, fifty four goals, but on I think it was fifty four, fifty six, whatever the shot total was. It's 
not too shabby when you get that many shots at you. Yeah, I know that depth may be a little bit of a concern, but I don't know. I, I think if, if you have any type of caliber of goalie like that, you always have a chance. And, of course, you know, they've got all that, that experience on the team, and I think Coop knows how to push those buttons pretty well. Don't, don't count Tampa Bay out by any stretch, certainly at this point of the season. And uh, the Orders, who have been the highest-scoring team in the NHL, like it's not like he, sh- you know, he shut down the Ducks or the Sharks. He shut down a team that was absolutely rolling and uh, got them to a win. I know, obviously, you know, Skinner came out in the third period and said after the game, hey, there's a few goals there he'd like back in the third. So, you know, it's a disappointing loss for Edmonton. But, you know, it's another really dominant performance when you think about the skaters. Like, they were all over Tampa Bay in that game. Oh, Edmonton, I mean, it, you know, you've you got to be crazy to, to put that team on the power play. And, you know, they weren't going to win uh, win out for the rest of the year. Eight games in a row, they, they pretty much got right back into the race. McDavid going from, what, I think 91st to 10th in scoring and in about 10 days. So, um, yeah, you know, if you're an Edmonton fan, yeah, you don't want to give up that many goals. Of course, that, I think two of them were empty. That is five goals you gave up. But, you know, I think after your team wins eight in a row, you really can't complain all that much. Um, you know, they're, they're right back in the mix after things are looking pretty dire. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, man, it's, you know, like, oh, is this team with, with Leon and Connor not going to make the playoffs? And I think the, the noise got to them. And I don't, uh, they, they kind of found their game a lot more. And, you know, I, I mean, I think everybody wants to have McDavid in the playoffs. It's, I mean, I think we weren't having the Stanley Cup, man. It's like, you know, back when Jordan played, uh, you know, Tom Brady, you want those guys at the pinnacle at the best the best game they can be at. So, uh, you know, you might not be an Oilers fan, but I think, yeah, we're all McDavid fans, and we want to see him uh, get, get these playoff runs that these, you know, the greatest plays of all time have gone on. Now, in your backyard, the Bruins, uh, they're, they're leading, of course, with 40 points in the Eastern Conference, 18-5-4. Uh, now, they're 5-4-1 in their last 10 um, you know, they got off to a ridiculous start again, basically just carried over from last year, despite losing their top two centers. Um, now that yeah. we're kind of into the season, R.A., what what do you make of the Bruins? Are they closer to their last 10, or are they still the dominant team you saw early? Uh, I think they've been playing a, a little bit over the heads early. The goaltender has been spectacular. And, you know, my, on the chicklets about a week or so ago, I, I said to expect a little bit of a, a, a bump in the road for them yet. Yeah. Uh, they were probably winning games they probably shouldn't have been winning again because of the goaltender, but... Uh, at the same time, I, you know, I've been impressed with, with what they've done, considering that you know the first run retired, obviously a first ballot Hall of Famer, Krejci, you know, one of the most skilled center, you know, centermen they've had in the last thirty years, uh, gone as well. But you know, Zaka was no slouch. I mean, he's not going to obviously replace Bergeron uh, to that level, but uh, he's certainly been been pretty good in, in the meantime. Yeah, I, I got a good feeling about the squad. I mean, last year I think we all still have a bit of taste in our mouth after the way things ended last year because you know uh, they lost to a team they, they should have beaten. The team ended up going to the Stanley Cup, but. And, and there's the whole Bergeron. We, I feel like they, you know, we let him down. Or the team might have let him down by not getting him that second cup. But yeah, I, I mean, fans here, you know, every fan base whines about, you know, we all have our crybabies. And Boston certainly has a bunch of them here. But I'm not worried about the team right now. Um, you know, the trade deadline away, they can figure out what they need, go out and make a move. But yeah, I'm pretty happy with this with the squad and how they've been going right now. And to answer your question, long story longer, I'd say they're you know closer to the the early version than, than more the last ten games. I think I think the. You know, the underlying stats, as they say, kind of caught up on them a bit. But uh, I don't have any worries about them right now. The Admiral from uh, Spinning Chicklets uh, joins us. Now, I do want to get your thoughts on a few teams out east, because I know you cover the, well, obviously you cover the whole league. But the Eastern Conference, uh, where are you on the Islanders and the Flyers? Are you buying, selling, or undetermined? Oof. Uh, I, I know the Flyers are one of those teams. That I, you know, I'm not the biggest fancy stats guy, but it, it, I think a lot of the underlying metrics are, are going to come due, and the, the bill may come due for them. But I don't know, man. The way this team's playing, they got a, a mix of youth and, and experience. Their thoughts has them rolling. 
Uh, and, you know, Carter Hart's a terrific goalie. He looks more like the goalie we saw a couple of years ago. Uh, I think his save percentage is about a nine, nine, yeah, nine, one, nine right now. Um, and, you know, anytime you got a goalie that good, you got to punch his chance. Uh, I mean, are they going to hang in there for the rest of the year? I, I don't know. I wouldn't bet against them. Um, I don't know that they're, they're going to make the playoffs and go on a run. And as for the Islanders, yeah, I think that I think they will get in the playoffs. They have uh, arguably the best two-headed monster in net between Valamov and uh, Sorokin, and Valamov has been the better, the better goalie. And uh, you know, interestingly, next year with um, Sorokin's new deal kicks in, he's going to be making triple what Valamov does. And you know, Valamov has been better thus far. But either way, that's a two-headed monster. Uh, I don't think too many teams want to face in the playoffs. I know they don't have the most offensive punch. They're a little bit, you know, maybe gray, gray in the, uh, with long in the teeth, as they say. But, uh, again, it comes down to goalies in the playoffs. I know they haven't had to win the last two Stanley Cups, but uh, eventually they're going to have to get back to that where, you know, the league's not going to, like, you know, let guys have a, you know, 90% save percentage win, win in the Cup. I think that's going to come back to, you know, uh, goalies are going to need to steal games in the playoffs uh, more than they have the last couple of years. And the Islanders are one of those teams that, but they don't have one guy that can do it. They have two guys that can do it. Yeah, it's quite the race when you look. Uh, Islanders are second in the Metro with 35 points, tied with the Flyers. They have a game in hand. Then the Red Wings have 34, the Hurricanes 33, Tampa 33, Washington 32, and uh, New Jersey 31. And uh, Washington and the Devils have uh, games in hand on everybody above them. Like, it, it's quite a good race there already. And then you, you throw in the Pittsburgh Penguins, who finally figured out how to score on the power play again. And I, yeah. I, I'm not sure any of those teams are great. But, you know, the race should be pretty good. Uh, it's going to be unbelievable. I mean, for, you know, on the other side, too, in the, in the West, it should be good. But the East, you look at how many teams, I mean, 12 teams within, I don't know, 10 points of each other or something crazy. And, I mean, even, you know, Ottawa, Buffalo, Montreal, they're, they're not uh, within spitting distance. But, you know, one of those teams goes on a 5-6-0 run, then they'll be in the mix, too. But I think it's going to be a hell of a race. I don't know. Who's going to get in? Uh, the Rangers, they've been playing great, and we still haven't seen anything close to the best of Shusterk, and we know he can play a lot better. I mean, Jonathan Quick, well, what a what a year for him. This is a guy I think people thought was probably going to retire. He won the third cup. You know, Vegas picked him up for the stretch run, blah, blah, blah. He must have worked his ass off all summer. Like, uh, whatever he did, he, he's been tremendous for them. I don't think he's going to steal the number one job from Shusterk, but he's certainly uh, the better goalie of the two right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of amazing to to look around. It's early on. There's lots of teams that I think there, there's no really dominant team, and I guess Boston even proved it. Even though they're dominant in the regular season, come playoff times, the whole new year, and everybody starts over. And Florida had maybe underachieved a bit, and then you know what uh, played well at the right time. And uh, if Pittsburgh doesn't lose to Chicago, then who knows? Boston might have won the cup. It's crazy how the playoffs work. But you look at the uh, at the Bruins. Do you think they're going to go out and make a splash for a center? In your eyes, like is Lindholm coming there? Like, what, what do you think they're going to do as far as the center position? I well, you know, see what's available uh, at the time. I, I one thing I've come to expect, not just with the Bruins, but most teams at the deadline, is you know to expect the unexpected. We always hear tons of rumors, and this guy's going there, and this guy's going there. And it's, a lot of times, it's something nobody has. I would say predicted, nobody was reporting on or leaking or whatever. Uh, yeah, I think if Lindholm isn't going to re up in Calgary, and that's to be determined, and. The Bruins can, can get them for, for picks, and well, they don't really have a, a ton of prospects. Then sure, uh, I, w- I would think they'd, they'd make a mo- uh, move to try to get them. But uh, you know, interestingly, last year there was a great uh, quote from Nick Foligno when he was on, I believe it was Cam and Strick, and he said it was almost like we went out and got too many move uh, pots last year um, because they, you know, now Montgomery has to feel like he's got to put every guy in there, you know, every night or every other night or whatever, and, and it was like they had too many toys to play with, and and I think that might have somehow been a detriment to them. So. I don't know if the Bruins are going to try to load up like they did last year because it ended up blowing up in their face. Of course, the, the goaltender rotation, that was butchered as well. If they handled that better, then 
you know, it's a different story. But <laughs> yeah, I, you know, the Bruins, they, you know, one thing I know fans here always, always bellyache about the, the money they spent. And yeah, that's, I mean, frankly, that's an old argument. They've been spending the, to the cap since it's been out. Um, and they've, they've gone for it. I mean, that's why we don't have a lot of prospects because we've mortgaged the future a bit uh, to bring in guys like, you know, like Rick Nash and uh, over, over the years. And, uh, you know, that's all you can ask for as a fan for your team to, to make those moves to try to win the Stanley Cup. Looking at the uh, a few other teams uh, out east, um, I guess actually moving to the central, I should say, in St. Louis. What did you make of the, uh, you know, the Cairo pregame comments? And the fans are like, we don't like that. And then the postgame, he's pretty emotional about it. Um, well, what do, you, what do you take away from that? Is it there's a young guy that's maybe got to, you know, figure out how he's got to handle things better? Yeah, well, you know what? It's one of those quotes that you read it and it looks bad when you read it. And I, I've still been, I'm still looking for the video of it because, you know, sometimes you don't know exactly what was asked right before that or the context and not necessarily defending him. I don't think he said anything bad. I think he was just sort of wrapping up the conversation with, with uh, Rutherford there and just said, you know, uh, no, no comment. He's not the coach anymore. But when you take that one sentence and you put it out on Twitter like that and people, you know, it, it can sound petulant and, you know, you don't actually hear how he said it or his tone and, I think people can maybe misread. Again, I haven't seen the video yet. I don't know if he was flippant when he said it, but yeah, that's a passionate fan base who absolutely loves Chief uh, Craig Berube. They've won one Stanley Cup in their existence, and he was the the, the coach for, for them when they did it. So that you know that sounds going to have a lot of love for him. But uh, at the same time, I don't think Jordan Kyrou's dug himself a hole too deep. He can't get out of. I mean, you know, he said something that again, I don't know if he if it came off worse than he, he actually intended. Um, but you know, he goes if he goes out and, and plays to the level that that the fans have seen the last few years. Yeah, you know, forgive and forget. They'll they'll be hugging him next game, and I honestly would be surprised if they cheer for him next game, given uh, the emotion he showed last night. I mean, he was you know the guy was in tears. He was obviously uh, deeply disturbed by you know getting booed by his home crowd. He obviously loves it there, wants to be there. So you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they kiss and make up by the next game. Ra, uh, right now McDavid's ten points back of Kucherov, does he, but he does have four games in hand. Um, uh, I expect McDavid to end up leading the league in scoring, but I think Kucherov second. Who do you think is going to finish third? If if we just guess and assume that those two are one two, who finishes third in league scoring? Um, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Elias Pettersson out in Vancouver. Um, this kid, you know, he's tremendous skill. He kind of, I think, he was languishing a bit there the last couple of years, but uh, Rick Tockett's gotten out there, has them playing incredible hockey. Uh, Quinn Hughes, what a what a player he is. Yeah, I like what I've seen from Pedersen this year. I mean, I know him and Noah both have been putting up points in addition to Hughes. But, yeah, I'd like to see him get uh, get in the mix a little bit there. He's a, he's a guy who, you know, was bound for superstardom a couple of years ago. And, you know, a couple of, the last couple of years, they're a little, little turbulent. But uh, he seems to be back on that track, and I really enjoy watching him play. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. 
If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. As well. Great stuff, uh, RA. We appreciate it again, man. Have a great weekend. You do the same, boys. Anytime. <laughs> 